Yep, it's a stupidly small podcast. Friday, TGI Friday, seventh of August, twenty fifteen. Hi, Lauren Clark. Hi, Stuart Farrell. What's happening? Lots. So oh. I can barely even tell you. How are you? Barely even open your eyes to tell me. <laughs> I'm good now. This Friday, though, Lauren is tinged with sadness. Oh. Always is. When we have a sponsor. I see. It is your last joyful Friday. It is our last joyful Friday. Not it's ours. You mentioned the word I'm joyful. always joyful. You. Well. You have to say, you are contractually obliged to say the word joyful all week. I quite like that. If you work for an organisation mm. or run a company or something with uh, a name that you think Stu should say, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just excellent. It's a way <laughs> of mandating. Mandating happiness. Joy. Compulsory joy. Well, mandating happiness or compulsory joy is like a marriage. And uh, <laughs> if you are going to get married, committed yes. or uh, named, yes. amongst other things that require a civil celebrant, why don't you hit up joyfulceremonies.com.au because you like that one? <laughs> Be- kind of, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they're the people for the job. Right. Now, there's no malarkey. Mm. There's no crap and shite. There's no rubbish. Mm. And there's no cookie cutter, as we use that term. It's American, but we're going to use it. Yeah. Uh, type ceremonies down there are joyful. Right. Okay. It yep. is basically structured and written for you with your words. Tailored like to you. Tailored. That's mm. the word I wanted. Mm. Structured. Structured makes it seem like a... No, structured <laughs> makes it sound like an essay or a building yeah, or something. It's not that at all. And no. so joyful. What was that? No, no I nothing. I you can say something. No, no, no. So yeah, down joyful. Yep. They really will take care of all your official needs. I don't even know what that means. But guess what? What? If you are a stupidly small listener, they are offering a 10% discount. you just got to mention the podcast. Wow. So if you were sort of teetering. Yeah, actually, going, it might push someone over the edge. Yeah, if you're listening now in bed, look to your left or right and go, <laughs> mm, I wasn't really going to marry you, but if I can get 10% <laughs> off, it might get me over the edge. Joyfulceremonies.com.au. Excellent. And uh, you can do no worse. And speak to the great Jenny down there now, Lauren. Yes. Speaking of great, mm. the, uh, you, we, you and I were all night texting about this. Remember? No. The Australian cricket team collapsed last oh night overnight. So. Sixty runs, unheard of. Well, right. heard of, but very rarely. What did you make of it? Nothing, except that I followed. Did you remember texting about it all night? No, oh, there I he think goes, you another must one down. Have confused me with every single other one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> the phone was beeping a little bit. I yeah. must confess. <laughs> I can imagine. But in a in a, you know what? I felt there's a really weird thing going on mm. in Australia, right? Amongst maybe my small little corner of it, mm. but if we were getting much joy mm. from this collapse, once upon a time. Mm. We would be, oh, come on. You know, we'd be in there barracking So why them. is that? Because they're a bunch of jerks? But I think They've been so. a bunch of jerks for, like, I remember. Yeah, but they were our jerks once upon a time. No, now I, they're just, like, I remember like, trying turkeys. to get into cricket in my, sort of, like, late teens, early 20s and just going, these people are pigs. Like, the cricket team is just made of these repulsive, macho, racist, like, you know, D-bags. Like, how could anyone um, get behind them? And then now... You're telling me it's just that we like, don't like Can I them. just describe Lauren Clark here as she's describing her <laughs> macho racist D-bags? She's like uh, <laughs> Sir Frank Packer or Kerry Packer in the offices down <laughs> in there. so many ways. Uh, with her feet on the desk and literally right now her hands behind her head with the fingers clasped telling, telling the whole Australian male public how much of a 
Don't show D-bag they are. Excuse me? That's well, an interesting comment. No, the Australian no, cricket team is the, represent- is the representation of oh, the Australian male population. Really? Isn't that always been the way? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, now I'm interested. <laughs> no, I think you better stay well away from that one, Farrell. I said that yes. they were famously, they were, you know, behaving extremely badly. Oh, hang on, which, which era are we talking about? You, you were saying what, you, you were know, in your late 20s? Yeah, no, early 20s. Early 20s. So we, we can put that down to, what, 10 years ago? So then that was... It was... 2000, so 2000. Shane Warne, you know, all the... Craig uh, McGrath. Glenn McGrath. <laughs> Craig McGrath. Great. I think you are Craig McDermott, actually. <laughs> Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne. Uh, Michael Hayden, Justin Langer, yeah, Ricky the, Ponting. They're the ones. Oh, well, they're the Maybe, ones. Maybe uh, Mark Chubby, Tubby Taylor. Hey, I, don't, I don't know anything about – so don't start quizzing me Ian about Healy. like what are But I'm just saying mm. I'm not I'm, – I'm unsurprised Sluts. that you're saying that the team now is like this and I don't understand how the team has been anything other than that. Well, that's just a bit of history. And, and obviously that means that I don't like males – at all. No, at all. Anyway, continue. You're, you're, as they say, there's a there's an ad on uh, the sports station here. I sometimes um, hear, like sometimes when you're walking past an old person's house, you, you might hear the crackle of a radio still. <laughs> and there used to be a sports radio station. And I sort of, it's one of those sounds where you stop, don't you? You go, what? I think that might be a radio. <laughs> it's hilarious. And you sort of stop and stick your ear on, onto that front door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a radio. And they're playing what I believe is called an advertisement. Right. They don't oh. even have sponsorship where it's oh. personalised and, oh. and means something. It's just yeah. like these recorded bloody annoying things Preset in between things. all the yeah. – yeah. And there's an ad for a diamond company. Right. And it's obviously pitched towards males and, it's, and they say – I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's for men who like women – who like diamonds? Yeah, right. and they cut, you go in there and they give you a beer and you sit down and they talk to you about your missus and their love of diamonds and you should buy this one. And well, the reason I bring that up is because you just said you hated the males, uh, and I and I was saying no, you're a woman who loves men. Who I don't know what the third part was going to be. It was just like a whole mishmash, but it reminded me of that ad. So, I that's fascinating. <laughs> I, Fascinating. It's ridiculous. Your representations of gender this morning are crazy. Uh, they're pretty. Um, well, they're, they're, in fact, they're breaking ad, the molds. You. But that ad, mm. for instance, yeah, is a bit like the Australian cricket team in that what you said there were. Well, I'm not saying the ad's racist <laughs> for a start, <laughs> yeah. but it is very macho or yeah. very. It's it's sort of targeted towards a certain segment of society mm. that seems to be shrinking. And yeah. do you think that's what cricket is as well? I don't know because I don't know enough about cricket, mm. but um, I I certainly think that sports fandom that the there becomes a little there becomes a sort of a way of doing it that's to do with like patriotism and us versus them ism and stuff and you know in in tennis there are those. Loud idiots who are called the the fanatics, fabulosos, or whatever. The fanatics, yes. <laughs> you know, like there's a there's a and and the more and and that that element is encouraged, and the more it's encouraged. Oh, Hank, can I just pull you up on the fanatics? 
Yeah. I I, th- they, I think they have really um, gone. I don't think they are. Co- I don't think that's encouraged whatsoever. Well, but in fact, it, Wimbledon might have been the death of the fanatics. Well, it certainly existed, and it certainly. Oh, they're there. But yeah. They're annoying everybody, including Australian that, that's commentators. Not, I'm not saying and, they don't annoy people. Right. I'm saying that they that grows out of something, doesn't it? Grows out of idiocy and, and sort of groupthink. Yeah, maybe? that's right, and that's what I'm saying about. I think there's an element of that in sport anyway and one of the it's funny because every now and then like in the olympics or something some something will be celebrated because you know it's an underdog or it's not a group think thing you know or the person didn't win the race or whatever and then all of a sudden that story the media will go and talk about that story and Mm. then it's gross a big gross commercial thing and they've they've won a nike contract because they tried and you know like (laughs) do you know what i mean like i just think that sport the corporate element of sport uh, enables that really directly that kind of group think um us versus them patriotic um, thing. So why do I hate the Australian cricket team? Well, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't back then. But Well, well, they – back then – well, they were characters in some way. See, I knew you were going to say that. No, they did. They had their faults. They were uh, a little bit fat or they smoked or they were still – they were sort of almost normal – but they were good at something. I, I think it's a generational thing. I think you've just gotten older now and now they're younger than you and they're not big, tough, fat blokes. They're young, sort of narcissistic, selfie-taking Generation Y mm. and you don't like it. Could be a very, very good explanation. But I don't think that's the whole package. I'm sure that is a, a, re, a little reason. Yeah. But... I. I the, that generation that they represent then isn't going with them, surely. I mean, I don't think there's as much love for cricket as there once was. It doesn't think, feel you think that, that way. think that because you're not feeling it. Well, no, I just think it's changed so much. It's like the AFL and their, you know, explosions at half time and the booming music and we've got to entertain mm. people 24-7, otherwise they're going to go notice something else is happening. Yeah. Um, well, that's been happening in cricket for a long time. The sort of the you know, that's why twenty twenty exists and all those other like you know that's it's been more and more built for TV so that whereas actually you know traditionalists say sitting around bored out of your mind mm-hmm. watching waiting for like whatever you do when you watch cricket my god it is the slowest thing in the world it's great I- and people say that's why they love it mm. and they've since Packer started changing it for TV. They've it's changed. There is two distinct camps though. Those that love Test cricket, yeah, and dismiss pretty much everything else, yeah, and then children. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a generational thing. I think it comes under the category of Stu's becoming an old man once again. Uh, that's a big category. If our show was a filing cabinet, that we'd have to make another. Draw. So we'd have my life, important <laughs> documents, bills, and Stu's becoming an old man. Yeah. Mm. That one's getting pretty full. <laughs> Stupid. Stu, yesterday mm. I went to get myself a bowl of Luxa. Oh. 
Um, there's a nice Luxor place in um, <laughs> the Emporium. And, uh, a $35 bowl of soup? Well, yep. that's what I thought. I thought it's, But it's not. It's like 12 bucks or something. Okay. Um, and... But I thought I saw someone's and I thought that looks really good, but doesn't have enough vegetables in it, and I need to eat some more vegetables. So I said, "Could you take out?" Because I didn't want the um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not into bean shoots. You know why? You know why? Why? Because I, if you've ever walked to work early in the morning, and you see the bags on the ground outside the the restaurant, bags on the ground outside the restaurant. Yeah. For some reason, it just makes me go. And also, when you're a pregnant lady, you're not supposed to have them. Right. Something about that makes me go, well, they mustn't be good for you then. (laughs) Like, you know, they're just, there's something a bit gross about them. I don't know what it is. It's just turned me off. Right. right? So, actually, could you take out the, and also, do you know what? People fill stuff up with them so that, because they're like a dollar for a field of them. But aren't bean shoots like the greatest because you expend more energy eating it than you... That's a myth. You sure? Yeah, Google I thought it. that and celery Yeah, was... they're both myths, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop eating those two then. No, they're still very, you know... No, children, if you're listening, don't eat vegetables. Oh, they're not it. good for you. That's Lauren Clark, <laughs> 7th of August, 2015. Not what I said. Anyway, uh, so I said, could you take out the bean shoots and could you chuck some broccoli in for me, please? I said that'd be $30. She said sure. that'll be 18 bucks. Yeah. Broccoli's like, not what cheap. What did you do to the broccoli? Mm. Have you gilded it in gold? What mm-hmm. is it? How? Now, you know. Now, Laura. The question is, mm-hmm. do, I, do I just suck it up and go, cool, well, then I've just upped my price for. No. Well, you can, you can probably haggle, but this is the problem with um, people like you. Okay, here we go. This is why Consumers. I brought this to you. I thought I need another perspective on well, this. Well, it's one. like someone may come up to my little window down in the dungeon at the workers' kitchen. Yes. And say, hi. Say, hi. Look, can I get this burger? Yeah. But can I get this on it, take that off, and don't put that on, and do the sideways thing here, yeah. and do the sauce up there? And uh, also, can you cut it in half? Because I'm sharing it with a friend. Yeah. And we say, no. Wow. We can make the changes, but we're not going to cut it in half. Right. Right? But that's because you don't know how it looks. No, I don't. Yeah. So I'm not going to cut it in half. I'll give you a knife. You can cut it in half all you like. Good. Well, there you go. But um, but people then, like, for instance, we have our $10 night on a Monday. Mm-hmm. It's 10 bucks. Yeah. You're getting organic and free-range meats. Yeah. And they want more. People want more. Oh, can can you just throw that on there? Can you just throw that on there? Well, no, we have to charge you a dollar for each of those things. Right. You don't. They're not just throw them no, on. No, I'm not Things suggesting come for they free. give me so broccoli, the broccoli for free. They, they would probably go. All right. Well, we've got portion. We've got broccoli portioned, right? Yeah. And each portion is worth this amount of money. Yeah. So if this person wants this instead of what we make the dish with, yeah, they're going to have to pay for that portion. I don't think it was actually eighteen bucks. The more I think about it, I think it was maybe sixteen or seventeen. I would assume if they had gone fifteen, it would have been fairer. Yeah. And what but did anyway, you end up paying? Well, I paid it. I just thought, oh, whatever. I've got, you know. Did I, they give you the price before the dish was ready? Yeah, I could have said, 
I could have said right, no. If they presented to you and they, it's and then bit, said, "Oh, I'm not paying that." Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a bit rude. No, no, I, I, I don't do. They should I tell you the price beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to pay before you got it anyway. It was in the, you know, it's a like as much as it pretends. It's. I reckon your photo is going to be out behind the counter of many of those places now. Well, you what? walk up the Italian place, oh, yeah. the shutters go down. <laughs> Who's that chick that wants to knock you without this and the thing? And now you're going to be persona uh, non grata at the Luxor joint. I did go to the the place, the spaghetti place, and said, "Can I?" You hear like a collective groan from the kitchen. Can I please have? And she said, "I know what you want." I said, "No, actually, I want something different this time." She's like, "Oh my god!" So that that is code for you are a pain in the yeah, yeah. So I am. I I I don't deny it. But why is it okay to be a pain in the butt if you admit it? That does not make it any better. Doesn't. No. I'm not saying it does. I'm saying. Like, for instance, with the spaghetti one, mm. I will not – I said to them when I said – okay, so for, for people who don't know, I go to the spaghetti place and I ask for the carbonara with no meat. Right. <laughs> and I said – but here's how I asked for it. I said, now, this is insane. I'm going to be the worst customer you have all day. How annoying is this? How, and, and I'm so sorry if this is annoying. Could you – and tell me if you can't. Do this, and she's like, totally. And there was no one in the kitchen. I mean, there was no one in the kitchen. There was no, there were no other you. orders right. going through. Blah mm. blah blah. Right. So I, those were the circumstances under which I did that. Right. Uh-huh. The next time I went back, she just looked at me, winked, and said, "You want your thing?" Like that's she, good She doesn't service. care, you know. Yeah. Uh, then with the other thing, I. I, you know, I was like, I know this is a bit annoying, but could, could you swap the thing for things? She's like, totally. And then she charged me and then I didn't question her and I went away. So I actually think I'm relatively not that annoying. The only thing you should be allowed to, when it comes to food, the only thing you should be allowed to chop and change with, the only food item is pizzas. Pizzas. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You either go to a place where you can vary your order or you don't. And if you're going to, and if you, if they're making it fresh and you're asking nicely, Mm. And it's not rushed, then off oh, you go. Look, I do agree. I do. I do agree <laughs> because I do. And we, of course, you've got to accommodate people. You know, you, know? you, do. you do. Oh, oh jinx! Oh my Jeez, god! We keep talking about. I'll be on the line to joyful ceremonies. We're in sync. <laughs> you want to marry someone who sounds exactly like you? <laughs> then we can be it like does exactly the like same thing. Weird twins. Weird uh, twins. Yeah, imagine that. Um, <laughs> I used to know Weird twins I used to know some people In fact I still do Know some people Who Like Not only do they finish Each other's sentences As a couple Ooh, Yeah But they kind of Interrupt each other And like really loudly Over the top of each other And they finish the other one's Sentence like that And then the other one Sort of has to just fall away Because She's I, been that interrupted That happens to me No no but I'm like It's like it's It's satirizable In this couple Like Is it Is it abuse or no, domination? No, no. no it's Because you noticed it was only one. You said it was one person falling no, no. away. Well, yeah, so was but it the, he always they, talking no, over swap. her? No, no, okay. no. It's a total. Te- it's a right. double team, right. and it's just and they love each other. They're very. They, you know, it's very happy relationship. Help them. But it is just um, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is just really interesting because, and I think it's actually an enthusiasm, right. It's like, oh, I know this one, I know this one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it is very disconcerting. When I first met them, I found it very confusing. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's you and Danielle. <laughs> it's totally not. <laughs> Stupid. 
Ba-da-ba-da-da. Now, what is in my phone today is completely grotesque. I was looking, uh, you know, checking in on social media, however you say that, that doesn't make it sound like the daggiest thing you've ever done. Did you done. join any conversations? I did not join in no. the conversation. Um, but did you like an article. Anyone on and I think it must be that, p- that my, my, f- my social media stream knows that I like books or something. But, or maybe somebody liked it, or maybe I follow this person, whatever. There was an article about how bookshops... Make you need to go to the toilet. What, ones or twos? Twos. Bookshops. So bookshops make you want to poo. Now I wonder. So, what, yes. what is, have you seen the Seinfeld episode when George has to use the bathroom at the bookshop? And he takes a oh, big book no. into the toilet with him. No. Oh, and then he, try, and then he puts it back it. on the shelf and oh. they make him buy it. Yeah. Then he tries to return it. Like he, cause being a titus, he doesn't yeah. want it. He tries to return it and it's been flagged. So they already know it's been in the bathroom. I did not remember so the, that episode. So then he has to shoplift the same book to bring it back to get his money back or something. Well, somebody looked online and found a whole lot of tweets of people saying, why do bookshops make me need to... And I must have never noticed this. But they... How can it? Well, apparently they reckon that it's probably a combination of the smell of ink is... A laxative is has a laxative effect. What? And you associate some people associate print with going to the toilet because right. they read in the dunny. Yeah. And the posture when you're reading, <laughs> when you're browsing for books and yeah. squatting down and standing up and squatting down and standing up <laughs> stuff makes you want to go more. And so there is a phenomenon of people going to the bookshop and then suddenly, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, really? I had no idea. I had no idea. And I just thought, as it popped up into my social media feed, I thought, oh, I think I've hit the bottom of the book internet. You know, like this is a bit. But uh, I thought it did deserve to be brought up because it is the sort of thing. So you're saying avoid bookshops? No, I'm not. I'm saying. Go to Lou before you go to the bookshop. I'm just saying, I wonder if anybody's had that experience or has. I'd say I have. I don't think I have either. But anyway, look, there you go. That is what is in my phone well, today. It's hey, a bit of a stretch. It's I've a bit of a stretch. It's a stretch. Well, uh, that, that is a morsel of information that it is. That's funny now, what people you know do with Dunny. That is never going to go out of your head, that piece of information. Oh, it may do. No, nah, it's not. You know, because it's funny when you say reading in the toilet. Yeah. Because I've got horrific memories of toilets. Um. um. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, no, at my home, Dunny. We had a little house growing up. Yeah. And my dad was a smoker. Yeah. And smoked inside mm. the house. Mm. Yeah. But uh, he also smoked in the Dunny. So he'd take like a pack of Marlboros oh. and the, the Sun News Pictorial. Oh, wow. And go and sit in there. There's no extraction fan, mind you. Oh. So add... Add to the natural aroma yeah, of that's um, gonna scar you. Father after meeting three veg and oh, don't. Uh, some Let's long necks. Do too much. Uh, no, no, well, I have to to paint the picture because no, it's been into me. No, you don't. Throw in a few Marlboro Reds and a good read of the sun. Oh. and it burns you. It burns your your mind and your soul and your soul and it and it. <laughs> You know, people have these happy <laughs> memories of the uh, how, the house I grew up in. Uh, For me, when I think of it, I think of smoke. Yuck. 
That's increasingly not a memory a lot of people in the West will have, of course. Of smoke inside the house? Yeah. I hear also the story of, um, this This one wasn't us so much, but friends, you know, I can regale you with childhood, mm. of the three kids in the back of the car or whatever, whether it's you and your mates or you and your siblings, right? parents in the front with the windows wound up with parents smoking yeah. in the front. Yeah. You know? It's. I think that's illegal now, isn't it? I don't like know. it's against the law well, to do yeah, that, you would think to smoke so. in a car with children. You would think so, but they are memories, as you say. That are because even the most ardent smokers step outside really now, don't they? Unless yeah. you're a couple. I mean, I I have memories of uh, my wife and I. We just lived in a little house in a little suburb. Yeah, many years ago, both sit, sitting there lying on the couch with an ashtray next to us. Yeah. It's just and it's just unfathomable now. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly you, you're so f- persnickety about smells and things. Persnickety. She's a good thing to be. Yeah. Like you know, you don't. You're all very conscious because you've got dogs. You're like, does the house smell like dogs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, but really, no. I really can't smell like dogs. <laughs> Funny people get self-conscious about that stuff. Anyway, hey, Stu, let's stop oh, talk, talking about we, things that we smell. Just sort of wandered away, didn't we? <laughs> and tell me, yes, we have a sponsor. And well, it's we don't last... anymore. Oh, yes, we do for just well, these for last few minutes and for life. Because yeah. Time Shift Radio lasts yeah. forever. So good morning to our friend up in the uh, Nepalese Rangers or wherever the hell he is. Alps, correct. Yes. Because yes. uh, you'll be getting married when you hear this another time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know who by, uh, young friend? Joyful Ceremonies. <laughs> run by the number one celebrant in the country, Jenny Joy. Mm. And... Uh, well, look, what can we say that we haven't said about them all week? They're just did old-fashioned yeah, but new <laughs> down-to-earth <laughs> company. Wow. Uh, they, they're going to tailor and fit a ceremony <laughs> yes. to your needs. Right. So whatever you want to get up to, so long as it's legal, <laughs> Jenny will help you uh, make it a thing. Right. Does that make any sense, Lauren? Well, I think the thing is, it's mm. a special time in anybody's life. And Jenny knows what she's doing. Mm. She's been there before. She tailors it to you and your partner. And you get to, you know what you get to do? Not. Get, get married or committed or have a naming Some ceremony. Some the same thing. <laughs> um, wow. Everybody, he's... Exactly. He's killing himself. He uh, thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever said. No, it's up there. But you know, really? it's not really. <laughs> it's that old joke. Always, every time I hear you get more, you know, you get more for murder or whatever. You get less for murder. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, is there an older joke that should be retired? I think that could be the one. Oh, that's out, isn't it, already? Isn't oh, it on no, the out pile? No. Oh, it's on the, it still gets used pile by mm. less creative types. Yeah. No, marriage jokes, not good. Marriage jokes? Well, I'll tell you what, isn't a joke. Joyful ceremonies. Correct. And if you head to their website or their Facebook. Yes. Joyfulceremonies.com.au. Mention that you heard it on Stupidly Small. And any time. This, this offer doesn't expire today. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Mention that you heard it on the Stupidly Small podcast. Yeah. You get a 10% discount straight off the top. Wow. And we all know and, and that weddings oh, aren't yeah. a cheap thing no. to do. Really, when, when you, and I'm not talking about the celebrant part of it, the food. No, no. The yeah. park. 
the the little bag of fruit. The, the things that you know the chair covers are like eighty bucks a pop and stuff. Chair covers. Oh God, you don't know anything about weddings, do you? I planned a whole wedding that got washed out. Oh, that's nice. Mm. <laughs> oh, it cost dude. tens of thousands of dollars, and we didn't even get to participate. We got married though. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Good result. Best thing ever. Joyfulceremonies.com.au. <laughs> we thank them from the bottom of our heart. They have been the stupidly small podcast sponsor for this whole week. And mm-hmm. if I ever get married again, Lauren Clark, oh. I'm going to Joyful. Yeah. Huh? Okay. That's, a <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I might if want you, to renew if you my recommit. Vows. Yes, yeah. exactly. Good. Nice. You know nothing about due to? Good. Oh. oh. I don't think so. Oh, Lucky, come on, what are you gonna do? What's what happens if you're renewed? Does that mean you're like double wedded? So it's even harder to break up. <laughs> you have to get divorced twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> oh. Thank uh, you, Joyful. Thank you very much to Joyful Ceremonies for this wonderful week and for making Stu say joyful every single day. Mm. Stu, we will see you on Monday in some form or other. Um, oh. it is... well, what other forms could I take? Oh, well, who knows? Form of uh, eagle. You could potentially, just invisible. I wish you were invisible too sometimes. It is the Stupidly Small Podcast from the Stupidly Big Media Empire, uh, stupidlybig.com. You can contact us on our website, on Facebook, on Twitter. You can go to the voicemail tab on our website or you can send us a mail to P.O. Box 1436 Fitzroy North 3068. Stuart. Screw that. Have a lovely weekend. Lauren Clark, it will be impossible to have a bad one. Oh, that's good. Mm. (laughs) See you Monday. Bye-bye.